You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Long time no rap, right, Doc? Yes, sir. It's been it's been a minute. We didn't just take a couple bars off. We 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 took like we took like eight, maybe 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 twelve. We left like four four for the for the bridge back into the hook, but we took a lot of time <laughs> off. I just I just went deep in the in the nerd mode extra quick. You really did. All the rappers are like, yeah, and everybody else is like, uh, what? But uh, you know, welcome to Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up. A R M O N D Wake Up. All one word. More important than that. Follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. Tweet the show. Use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers as well. We check both of those. We love to get you guys' opinions and thoughts and rants and all that good stuff, man. We've been getting a lot of really good feedback uh, with these uh, definitive 15s, right? Yeah. So Streets, Streets was buzzing. So we started the new year off with back-to-back definitive 15 episodes. First one was on, was on R. Kelly, Mr. Robert Kelly himself, with... A uh, friend of the show, Kelly, my my uh, one of my close friends. Uh, you can find that on clackradiospeakers.com. And then directly after, we followed up with one of the funniest Clack Radio Speakers episodes ever with my wife, uh, Marissa. And we talked. We did. We we attempted to do a definitive fifteen on Kanye West. I think. Yeah. That, I think. I think those two episodes are going to hold up real nicely for a long time. Yeah, man. The street. The streets embraced your wife, man. Yeah, they were pretty Street's much ready to. Popping. They were ready to kick me out of the rotation and be like, "No, nah, let's do Armand and, and Marissa." Nah, <laughs> it was it was it was. Uh, I told like <laughs> people tweeted us pictures of the mega powers with Miss Elizabeth. Like, I'm so, I'm, I'm kind of mad nobody did like run TMC, but like you know with the uh, with with our face, you know. Yeah, that might have been a little too old. A little of a too rep- esoteric. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there was. It, we would have got like a big three, maybe. Maybe uh, Boston would have been the oldest that they, that would have went. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am old enough that I did accidentally call Migos the Amigos t- this week via text. So you that know. was hilarious. That is their new nickname. <laughs> now, the, after I said that, the entire time I, I like every time I turn on the Migos album, I just I superimpose their faces over like from the Three Amigos, the movie with right. uh, from the eighties, right? Right. That might be another reference that might go over some of our fans. God, we're old, fun. but that's okay. Yeah. We're in the building. So somebody, has a really, somebody made a really good point, or not a really good point, but an interesting point about the Migos. They, I don't know if this is just hypersensitive America, but like, is that a is that a racist name to call yourself the Migos? Like, if if there were three Spanish men who called themselves like the Negroes or the Blacks, would that be? Is that like an equal? Because it kind of sounds like it is. I, I know mean, you probably can't answer that. But. Well, no, it's not that I can't. I mean, it, it's more of an interesting question of this is going to sound dumb, but I actually never really sort of made the connection where it's like, oh, right. They mean amigos. <laughs> but there's so much sauce dripping, as the kids say. Mm. Uh, they remove the sauce A. <laughs> yeah, they don't say swag anymore. They say sauce. You know, I keep I keep my, my daughter keeps me in tune with the, the hot new lingo in the streets. Yeah, that's how I know I'm old. I had to ask her, like, so what are the kids saying now? <laughs> are you, like, texting her, like, what's this meme? Are you at that point yet? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I still put her on the stuff, but. Oh, okay. You know, See, that's it's, when it's going to get bad. When she's when she, when she puts you onto a rapper who you really like, you're going to be like, it's just over. It's done. Yeah. No, that happened this weekend. Um, oh! Hold on, no, my, my oldest nephew, but, I mean, he's, like, 
you know, you know how like SoundCloud users are just about parallel with like iPhone users where like you make other people feel bad about listening to music through other outlets or having different phones other than iPhones. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I listen to all my music on SoundCloud. I don't care about Apple Music or Tidal. I just want to listen to underground rappers. And I was like, name an underground rapper. I don't even know the guy's name. His name was like Cemetery or something like that. <laughs> and I was, he was like, he has less than a thousand followers. And I was like, right, okay. Cool, cool story, bro. Yeah, cool story, bro. I, I got it. Maybe you'll play me something one day. So I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's getting to that place, man. I was going to take offense to what you were saying about iPhone users. And then I realized that, yeah, I do sort of have a disdain when someone texts me for the first time and it's a green bubble. And I'm like, nah. All, you're all like that. Yeah. Like, I text people from my iPad, and then when they text me from when I text them from my phone, like they get offended. They They're say like, something. <gasps> yeah, clutch some pearls, and you know, yeah, you guys are t- you guys are terrible. <laughs> like you guys are the worst. But whatever, whatever. Yeah, clockradiospeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. You can follow. <laughs> yeah, wow. We're just random all over the place already. <laughs> it's been it's been a while. It's been a while, man. See, here's the thing, like. Sometimes when Doc and I, you know, when we don't, when we take a break, like we we rarely talk just on a personal level, too. So, you know, he and I just haven't talked. So this may just be like a catch up. How you been? How are the kids episode? And that's because before we had the show, we probably talked more like on a somewhat regular. But because we have the show, we are in the habit of saving all of our conversation for the show. Yeah. So then like when we had like the past two weeks where I got pneumonia, my wife got pneumonia, like. I got sick. I was about to do a show. Scheduling got in the way. We had some some snafus of trying to get someone on, and yeah, just out of habit, it's like, oh, nope, talk not that. talking about this. Nope, not talking about this. Oh, not talking about this. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'll, you know, you know, send each other articles and songs on Twitter and also through text. Like, not, not really a whole lot. I sent you one thing over yeah. the last two weeks, and I didn't even say anything back because I was like, I gotta save it for the show. <laughs> You got to at least send me like a okay or like a thumbs up emoji <laughs> or something like, let me know you got it. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, geez, like, what's up, man? So you said you had, you said you had ammonia? Pneumonia, yeah. Um, you know, antibiotics can be a beautiful thing. So got that knocked out. But yeah, I was, I was sick. I missed, I mean, missed a bunch of time at work. And then I did the thing where like I tried to go back too early. Yep. But no, I had like, I mean. There was like one three day stretch where I kept waking up like in the middle of the night with like a hundred and two degree fever. No yeah. good, no good. So like you know, I got like the cold washcloths. I'm trying to break through. It was it was bad. I was like, man, I was wow. I was done. So it got wow. me good. But I don't know about where you're at, but there's been a ton of people in Connecticut who've been just incredibly sick. Like whatever is going around is nasty. And some you know, it's not like people didn't get the flu shot or it's flu or whatever. I don't know what it is, but yeah, a lot of people have been sick around here. Wow. So nah, you know, we. Yeah, nah. Y'all nah. are y'all are good out there in the uh, yeah. in Ohio country. Yeah, street's been quiet around here, but I ain't really been out like that. I've been in the cut, man. So not sure, but it it when I got back from um Florida, I mean pretty much like the whole city was sick. Um so right around the tail end when people started getting over it is when you caught it. Mm, mm. So I've just been around a bunch of sick people, but the the Lord has put a shield around me. I'm I'm I've been good. <laughs> I had the I had the like different weather sickness. Oh, so right, going right, from right. like 80 degree weather, it's back to 30s and 40s. I got that. Plus traveling and everything else. You yep. Know. Traveling, didn't really sleep a lot. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like next. So in beginning of March, I'm going out to L.A. for a week. <gasps> <laughs> Word. Sunday to Sunday to Friday. Yeah. For a work conference. 
Oh, <laughs> man! I thought she was about to. Man, I thought she was about to turn up, man. Yeah, yeah. That that's a phrase you would typically associate with me. Turn up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, like the the odds of me going through two cross country flights plus the time change and not getting sick very low, just very low. Like it's just gonna happen. All those strangers yep. in a metal tube for however many hours I'm on the plane. It's not looking good. Metal tube. <laughs> Here's the funny part. That flight to LA sucks. I know. I know. I know. It sucks. And and the only thing that I, I cuz I, I again, I loved my trip to LA. I need to go back in 2017 and I will. Um the only thing I didn't like is that I did a lot and then we would get home and it would only be like 7:30. <laughs> and I would be exhausted. Yeah. I'm like, well, so what do you want to do tonight? Sleep. <laughs> Rest. So I, uh, thankfully, thankfully, my work paid for me to get like the, the seats with the extra leg room at the very least. So um, oh well, la di da. Yeah, no, but you know, it's still a long enough flight. I was like, maybe I could convince them to pay for first class, but no, no. Yale's not about that life. Like Yale's not like that. So because then you have to. I mean, you already fly bougie, so you might as well. They couldn't at least you bougie. know. You do like you. You were talking about your flight etiquette. I forgot what would you say you had like a you said you had like reading glasses and <laughs> I, do like not the, have reading. <laughs> I forgot what you said. No, you like said you know. Something. No, we were talking about like 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 what do you wear on on a flight? Yes. You know, look presentable, you know, you know, look you know, I look I look like I could like I basically to me it's like look like if you know, they got one extra seat in first class they're looking at me they're like, "Yeah, let's give this guy the nod." Man, you better throw on some sweats no. and some ultra boosts. We need to get you those gray ones that you said you wanted to. Um, the struggle's and- real. I I have no I have I have no connection into getting into getting highly sought after sneakers anymore. So I'm just like I'm floundering, man. It's sad. One of them, well, I th- a bunch of them come out tomorrow. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, February first is like a huge ultra ultra boost drop. You should be able to get something because they're they, not they online only. You got to be in person or is online cool? Uh, I mean, you should probably be able to go to like a Foot Locker and get some. Um, I mean, I prefer and, online because you know. Yeah, of course. Okay, streets okay. is you know, streets is crazy right now in in Connecticut. Streets <laughs> is cold. Streets is a mother. Um, yeah, I mean, you probably you know Adidas dot com Foot Locker yada 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 blah blah. Right. Uh, the, soft, small boutiques, but you should be fine. I'm sure this is enthralling conversation. Like like Armand said, we really really need a little catch up. But um, before, I mean, what are we going? What, 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 there's you some, there's you guys some, want us to talk about the Migos for an hour and a half? Listen, listen, we're not. We 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 will talk about Migos at some point, but we're not going to talk about them for an hour and a half. But actually, not to. I'm not going to tread too much on my plead the fourth territory. But if we're talking about what's going on in the culture, if we're talking about yeah. what's going on in the world. Yeah. Is there anything more impactful on what is happening than uh, Welcome to Trump's America? <laughs> I, I don't think so, man. Uh, you know. So I have a question for you, actually, which is so I like live and breathe like this. I have this like carefully curated Twitter list of like people who are into politics that I follow. So like before I go to bed at night, I'm like catching up on the craziness that's going on. I wake up in the morning. I check it like I'm into this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think you are quite as into politics as I am. No. And I don't think a lot of people are into politics so as much as you what are. I, so what I would love to know is. Like from your perspective, what have you been seeing of all this craziness? Like for like so, um, you know, the weekend at the weekend after he was inaugurated, there was at least out, out here there was tons of different cities had uh, the women's marches, and then this past weekend in response to the executive order around uh, immigration, like we had people show up at the at the Hartford Airport. You know, there was like a thousand people, no joke, at the Hartford Airport protesting. But yeah, 
you know, I'm in my East Coast liberal bubble, you know, so I'm I'm Middle interested, America. you know, what's going on in the heartland of of, of America? What's going on in Columbus, Ohio? Uh, they are definitely protesting. Okay. Um, they were protesting at the Columbus Airport. Shoot, what's today? Tuesday? Probably Saturday. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I think. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah. It was Sunday. It was Sunday because I've got a friend who works for an airline and saw her snap Snapchatting the uh, the protests. <laughs> got to talk to her. Got some insight about it. Um, they were also protesting downtown where um, it got a little violent. Um, mm. Some cops had to mace and subdue a few citizens who, you know, I guess were getting unruly. However, you want to take that. Yeah, that, that's a loaded question, but okay. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. It's all about perspective. Um, I think when, when for me personally, times like these, I'm very careful of what I take in, mm. how much I take in, and who I take in from. Um, because everybody's a political expert. Everybody knows how to handle the country. Everybody knows how to get America out of debt. Everybody knows how to solve our problems on racism, racism, classism, socialism, yada, like they can do everything, um, in 140 characters. Um, so I've kind of stayed away. I was already kind of off the grid a little bit. Um, come back on to, you know, talk about the new edition movie and, but um, I think it it just feels like Trump is got a new toy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Christmas morning. You get the one toy that you you wanted to get, and now you are basically taking it apart and you are seeing what you can do with it. And that's kind of what it feels like. You know, how far can this go? Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like some of it, a lot of it, I'm not fully engaged in because I've I've been off the grid Mm. and for that I'm actually kind of glad about it because I don't want to move off of I know how I can get when I see people responding to uh, I think the thing about I'm really trying to gather my thoughts like the thing about this social media generation is that we all have an opinion and everybody's opinion is right. And when people say the brash things that they say, on one hand, we know not to get upset about it because some people are trolling. Number two, the supposed freedom that we talk about that we have, people can say whatever they want. People can get mad if they want. Free country, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I guess I say all that to say I've kind of been in a, in a bubble. I understand an, an overview of what's going on. But yeah. I don't I don't necessarily know the details and I'm not too crazy about wanting to know mm. the details. Um, I've got some other stuff going on that impacts that, um, but it's going to impact it from a different perspective. So my focus has been on that. Interesting. So we've talked a lot. I mean, in fact, we have an old episode of the show called Twitter's Cocaine. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that's I mean, the one thing that we've never had before is a president who has interacted with the general public on Twitter in such a fashion, right? Like Obama had a Twitter account, but he wasn't waking up watching the morning news and like reacting in real time to what he's seeing. <laughs> like, is that is that really him on Twitter, though? Yeah, it is. How do we know? I mean, there's been a lot of like, I mean, there's been a lot of 
a lot of like news report, like he'll have like reporters like come talk to him in his office or whatever. And he's so there are t- generally two types of Trump tweets. Um, it's it's sort of and this is funny. We talked about Android versus iPhone before um, when when Trump is tweeting from an Android, that's his phone. Typically, mm-hmm. um, his staff members have iPhones. So you, and they're written differently. Like you could just kind of tell um, now whether it's him typing it or whether it's him dictating it to a flunky. There's clearly like a difference in like writing style between. You know, this has been a this is like a sort of a carefully crafted 140 characters that represents whatever versus Trump spouting off. You know, he he um, it's just I don't know. It's one of those things where it. Yes, we have enough evidence where we can say that he is, in fact, tweeting. Okay. Um. so I think that's just interesting, like that we have a president who is reacting on such a level. I mean, you talk about how everybody like thinks they're an expert, like. In, in that sense, like this is Trump, like welcome to Trump's America, right? Like we have, like we elected somebody who thinks he's an expert in everything. You know yeah. what I mean? And now yeah. we get to see what happens when that person gets put in power. I think that's been really interesting. I think, um, you know, the speed at which this is all happening. And then in a weird way, the like incompetence that's also happening at the same time. And they aren't necessarily connected in a bad way. It's one of those things where, they're moving so fast that if they make mistakes, they don't really care. They're just going to keep moving fast because they're playing offense, right? It's one yeah. of the advantages of being president. Like you get to have first mover advantage, you know, like that executive yeah. order that they, that came out on Friday that caused all those protests about, you know, uh, putting a halt on refugees, uh, you know, se- se- you know, severely restricting visitors from seven countries. And so like that sort of thing. Um, it was just like legally poorly worded. So it's no surprise that judges almost immediately, like once once cases, emergency cases got to them on Saturday, they started striking down portions of it because it was just poorly written. But that honestly plays to his advantages too. Like he gets to just, he gets to sit back and say, well, I tried this and, you know, these, you know, these loser judges did this and the liberal this and the, that, you know, it, he's just going to keep moving with speed with volume, it's just going to never stop. And actually, we're recording this at a 721 Eastern on Tuesday night. In 40 minutes, he's going on TV at 8 o'clock to announce uh, his Supreme Court nominee, like this is an episode of The Apprentice or something. Like He understands how to get media coverage. He understands a lot of that. I don't want to make him sound like some incredible genius. I think he has an instinct for how to get the media's attention. I think he's hired people who are incredibly dangerous but I think the most fascinating part of all of this is, if anything, the executive order this weekend, that might have been the thing that you that that actually united liberals in this country, right? Mm. So in the you know in this past election, you know it was Bernie against Hillary for a while, and then there was people who had hard feelings after the fact, and they're arguing about this and they're arguing about that. But I can't ever recall like in my modern lifetime across the country. That sort of like spontaneous demonstrations that all happened. Like there have been lots of localized demonstrations that have spontaneously happened that have been planned via social media. But it's one of those things where, yeah, social media, the volume of, of information that you take in can be crazy. But like those protests that happened this weekend, I don't, I don't think those, I don't even think that's even remotely possible without Twitter. No. You know, like if Trump tries, if Trump does that, 20 years ago, then people don't even hear about it until it's announced in the paper the next day. And then they need, and then news stories Sunday and Monday would slowly start to talk about it. Meanwhile, stuff, you know, people are getting stuck at the airport and everything else. Whereas because of Twitter, like 
people found out about it. They started organizing. They started go, they started figuring out how to get to the airport. Like it all just happened. And what has happened is the other thing that's happened is it's like, it's not just organized liberals, but it has sort of drawn a line in the sand, um, which is basically at this point going forth, if you're a democratic Senator and you vote for any of Trump's nominees, you are probably going to risk a primary challenge the next time that you come up for re-election, meaning somebody from your own party will probably try to take a shot at you. Like the lines have been drawn. That's it. And it's mm. happened so fast. It's un- I just, I can't even think of anything remotely like it. So we're, we're just totally in uncharted territory. Um, you know, the, to me, the historical kind of comparison in most recent memory is some of what Nixon tried to do, except Nixon didn't move nearly as fast because he didn't need to. He actually understood the bureaucracy and he, his, he was trying to make the bureaucracy work for him to do certain things. The people surrounding Trump, they want to burn it all to the ground. Mm-hmm. So no, anybody who says they know it's going to happen. No. The only thing we know is that it's, we're just a hundred percent in uncharted territory. Like tonight's pick for the Supreme court, right? Like, Trump could try to name some some like surprise pick to try to surprise everybody. He could go for the most terrible person you've ever heard of. Like every option is on the table, right? That's tr- that's that's Trump's America at this point. Like nobody, a- anything is almost possible. Like I think for people like me who are just probably in taking too much you know political input at this point, I'm, it's it's almost difficult to think of like if you told me Trump. If I saw like a fake, if I saw a, a, a tweet that was wrong that said like Trump announces that he's going to do X and it was just, you could almost think of anything ridiculous. And for a second, I would almost have to consider, is that even possible? Like, I don't even know what's not capable of happening. You know what I mean? And I pay, I, 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 I try to pay a lot of attention to this. And the next time we record Plead the Fourth, I hope I talk a lot about, about this, but this has just been, this is one of those moments where like you, you realize like, it's going to sound corny, but like you're living in history. Yeah, Definitely. You know, like we're going to remember, if not the Trump administration, at least the opening days of the Trump administration, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But yeah, it's, um, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been like nothing I've ever seen. So the political junkie me is like, I can't get enough of it. Like I have to check it all the time, but like taking a step back, like as a, like a citizen of the U S like I'm terrified right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, is that. I mean, so I know that you said that you're, you know, trying to sort of be cautious with your intake. Um, is there anything in particular that you have heard that just made you go, wow? Or did you just sort of think, yeah, Trump's going to try crazy stuff and you're not surprised? Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been surprised by much of anything in the last maybe three years. I honestly feel like everything that sort of trickled down with Mike Brown and things like that, like mm. just you begin you begin to roll out social media was such a, a powerful tool as you alluded to earlier um and for the longest time you know it was getting people careers and you know it was a fun way to pass the time and you know it benefited a lot of people you know people live tweeting award shows and games and it was like you being in the room with all these different people and all these different opinions and it was great and listening to albums together and all this great stuff but it as as um, America. Well, I just want to talk about America. I mean, just the world and and our culture started turning left a little more obviously. I don't want to say you know everything's always been good. It definitely hasn't. But as things st- started happening, as we are seeing more and more injustices, my greater concern was always the response mm. and 
just from Trump on down, all across the board, nothing shocks me anymore. Um, responses of outcries and, you know, which, what will soon probably evolve into some sort of revolt or revolution on several different levels. To what degree, I'm not sure, but I feel like it'll be major and it'll have long lasting generational impact. I think that's coming um, all the way to, you know, people not, you know, seeing the worst in people. Um, mm. I'm just not surprised at any stretch. And I think my goal is to be engaged enough to know what's going on, to be engaged enough to hurt for those who are hurting um, and figure out what I can do in my sphere of influence with the abilities, resources that I have, but to not let it consume me. Because for some people, you're a political junkie. So part of this is like, you know, it's fascinating for you. But as you said, as a human, you're 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 extremely burdened. I look and I see some people like they are just completely just overwhelmed and they oh, have true. no idea what to do. And for some people that manifests itself in a myriad of ways. Some people just say the first thing that comes to mind. Some people are lashing out. Um, some people are quiet. Um, some people are, you know, researching every single article that comes out. Like it's a, it's a bunch of different ways that it's coming out. And I think you kind of have to allow people to process the way that they choose the process um, and to not, again, allow it to, because I know how I am. I know that I can easily jump in the ring and I've had to delete a few statuses that I was sitting and, mm. you know, drafting and editing. And I'm like, do I want to speak on this? I'm looking at other people who were saying things and getting in the comment wars. And I'm just, I don't have the, I don't have the patience for it. I haven't had a haircut in almost two months. I don't have, <laughs> like, I'm stressed out on my own. You know what I'm saying? So that that's pretty much been the long and short of of my perspective on on things. But I agree 100 percent with with what you're saying. Like it's it's crazy and it's about to get crazier. Like this is really um, the footsteps to just some great things that my great. I just mean major. And but me, I think but, oh, let me say this one yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. the the one thing, the one glimmer of hope that I have is that out of situations like this, you always just see amazing things come out of it. So I, though many things will burn to the ground, there will be some absolutely amazing, never seen before things that rise out of the ashes. I believe that wholeheartedly, 100%. For me, what it's it, it's got me thinking about is, do I want to like really sort of become politically active in the sense of, do I want to start you know, volunteering for my local like political parties? Do I want to, I mean, heck, do I even want to like start building the possibility, it's going to sound crazy, of running for office? Like, because in the sense of like, I feel so compelled to do something. Yeah. Like, it's not enough to be yapping on my podcasts or, you know, yep. firing up that perfect 140 character tweet. Like, no. Yep. You know, and for some people, that means organizing online. For some people, that means showing up to protest. For some people, that means donating money. I don't know what it means for me yet, but I haven't found it yet. And that's it, it, that's a weird feeling for me, but I feel compelled to do something. And I don't know what yet, but I think yeah. this is a, this like, I, I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic. Like, this is a, like, for our generation, like, this is defining, this is a defining thing. Yep. Like, I agree. you know, um, I just can't imagine, I just can't imagine not trying to do something. The the work is not appealing. I think for many people, 
you know, I have a I have a friend and she um, she works with universities and works specifically in the realm of like diversity. And she sits on a lot of these boards that were got more attention. They were always around, but they got more attention once things in America started happening. We're seeing all these protests and it's it looks really good to get off that perfect tweet, get off that perfect status take that picture, snap that you were at this event, et cetera, et cetera. Six months in when all of those um, those crowds have died down and, you know, the smoke has begun to clear and things begin to go back to quote unquote normalcy, um, that change that you were rallying for, it's a process for it to happen because you have to unravel whatever it is and much of what a lot of it is wrapped in is benefiting some sort of party somewhere. So you're going to have to fight to even get that to unravel and then figure out the solution to how we should tie this knot again so that it, it it's beneficial and equality is there and it serves the people and all that good stuff. Um, but that work isn't glamorous and it's not glamorous. And I don't think people really realize the weight of it, you know, she tells me often of just the stories of, you know, how it, the just the process of even things getting presented to these boards for them to even act. Um, and it's a lot. And I think for many people, because we're in this very quick generation, it's OK, March, 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 tweet, 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 tweet. And then somebody will pass a law and then things will change. No. No, it's not. It's 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 just not that simple. And it's tiring and it's exhausting. And many people either bow out, quit, die, um, get sick, whatever, whatever, before that change even manifests. So, you know, it's about I think I, I agree with you, like the time and the opportunity to do something is very prevalent now more than ever. But I think our greater concern needs to be what exactly it is we're going to do, because you can be really there's a difference between being busy and being productive. You know, some of this stuff could really be busy work. And here you are three years in and nothing's changed, but you're burnt out, you know. So, you know, I guess if you want to do something, I'm just not talking about you, just anybody listening to this show, you know, because I even thought about it this week. It's like, man, like. Like, what is it us talking about hip hop? Like, what is this going to do? Is this, you know, people always talk about escapism and, you know, I just need a break. And, you know, I appreciate your show because, you know, I had a I had a long day or this was tiring me and burning me out and I needed to. Well, maybe we don't need to. Maybe this needs to be in our face. Maybe we need to be nose to nose with it, you know. So maybe we don't need to talk about Migos and Big Sean and you know, whatever else is going on in, in, in hip hop right now, because there's some other things that, you know, some things that Migos ain't, they ain't got the answers for for me right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No ad libs are going to help this. Nah, not at all. So, you know, what, like, what, what do we do? Because I, I, I agree with you. Like, okay, so we have this podcast. We have this platform. Um, it's a strong platform. You know, we don't get tens and thousands, though we get amazing monthly numbers, um, and thank you guys for listening. We're not like this super powerhouse of a podcast. However, in the spheres where you and I exist, like this is law for a lot of people. So how can we take this and use it to be beneficial 
on whatever degree it can besides, you know, what do you think of the new blah, blah, blah? Because I ain't really listening to music right now. Other things are way more important, you know? So, as, you know, how, how, do you, how do you navigate that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. The notion of escapism and, like, what's the role of entertainment during sort of moments like this? Like, you know, uh, not... Uh, I guess it's sort of sort of famously known, but sort of it's well sort of it's it's commonly referred to that during the Vietnam War, for example, like there was a ton of rock music that came out of that sort of that was explicitly protesting the Vietnam War that point. people point to that and go, you know, that was like a high mark for for rock and roll. Good point. Right? You can point yeah. to the devastation that crack had in Reagan's America and then the sort mm. of second order effects from that. And you can point mm. to hip hop and go, and this is going to sound messed up, but like without that devastation, does first of all, hip hop doesn't look like it looks like right now, yep. but how does it even exist? You know what I mean? Like that, there's an inter- whole interesting yep. conversation. Like sometimes like art doesn't always have to come out of pain, but there is a type of art that comes out of pain, that comes out of struggle, that comes out of problems. Yep. And then there are, and then there's a very real desire for people to be like, you know what? I need a break. Like, my wife and I were talking about this actually because actually was my wife? yeah I think Marissa and I talked about this I was talking about it with somebody where um, so Marissa and I every year we do the best picture showcase see all in this year, in this case this year all nine nominees for best picture one of them is La La Land which is a musical about like trying to be successful in Hollywood right typical um, Oscar like catnip like they can't resist you know. First of all, it's a musical. It's like it's about Hollywood. Like Hollywood, Hollywood loves nothing. Much like rappers love rapping about being in the studio, Hollywood love ma- Hollywood loves making movies about movies or about making it in Hollywood. <laughs> so, we I was talking with somebody about you know I could see it going in two very different directions this year, right? It could be you know it's a traumatic time right now. We all need a little escapism. It could be no, no, no. It's too lighthearted. This is a serious time for serious people, you know? And I don't Mm -hmm. know where people are going to head with this yet. I mean, partly is this has all been unraveling over the past two weeks. Like, I don't know where we're going. You know, two weeks ago, we were looking at this. Oh, can you believe Trump's getting inaugurated? Isn't that crazy? Like, what has happened in the past two weeks, you know? Yeah, Um, So a lot of this is just still too new, but that'll some of that will happen out of that, right? So, like, I, I want this show to be, I mean... I think it can be all things. You know what I mean? Like, I think we already do that on the show. Like, I think sometimes we're serious. Like when, when Mike Brown was killed and there were, there was, I don't want to even say riots. There was protest. And then there was police. I'll say action and be charitable in, in Ferguson. We talked about that for like two weeks straight. Yeah, we did. We got exhausted talking about it. Right. But there was, but there was nothing else. Like we couldn't even talk about anything else, but then that might've even been the same summer when we, you know, did the Rough Riders retro and I crack we crack jokes about tugboats like you I think I think I think every I think you know people are contain multitudes I think this show contains multitudes so all that to say I want to talk about this stuff in the show just because I have this other occasional political podcast doesn't mean that we can't talk about it on this show as well um, but I think I think sometimes it'll be both you know like next week you know probably gonna talk about Big Sean's album but yeah, yeah. If something crazy happens this weekend, then we might have a very different side A and side B. Like I'm okay talking about both. I think both. I think sometimes it's necessary to have both. Yeah. You know, there is definitely something to the idea of escapism, but then there's also something to the idea of a little bit of escapism, but not 
too much escape. You know, like it's it needs to truly be an escape and not hiding. Like there's a to me there's a difference between I need a little break. Like actually, you know, like my drive home from work today, I'd been listening to so many politics podcasts and then frankly a lot of music, you know, catching back up on what's going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to the sports podcast about what's going on in the Super Bowl this week because I'm not even I, I can't like as much as I wanna sit here and like try to drive through snow while also refreshing my Twitter feed because that's where I'm getting the least up to date political. First of all, I should never do that. But secondly, it's like, but like, no, no, no. I just need to hear about sports for like 40 minutes. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. okay. We, yeah. we don't even talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, the better <laughs> question is, I mean, am I, am I watching football is the better question. Oh, no. Dude, when I tell you I'm off the grid, I am off the grid. Like, my TV has been off for weeks it only came on to watch the new edition movie last week, which was phenomenal. We should act, we should talk about that. I, I, I really wish you were an 80s, early 90s R&B head because a new edition retrospective would be amazing. It would be amazing. We should talk about that when we start talking about music. But before we do that, anything else that you want to say about sort of the political events of the last two weeks or so? <sighs> um, everybody just be safe out there. Be cautious. Um, be prayerful. Be mindful. Um, and you know, get ready. This is, this is only the beginning. I, I want to say one last thing, which is I've had people ask me on, on Twitter, sort of people feel like, what can they do? Like an actionable thing that they can do. And so have, you're the, you're, so you, you have become like the political guy. That's right. Um, that's dope. <laughs> so, uh, because people are saying this as, oh, well, Trump's doing these executive orders and how do you stop that? And what is, you know, so Trump can feel like he gets away with this because, his base of support, which are, you know, sort of the, 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 not even just all the people who voted for Trump, but the people who are like big Trump fans, they are largely heavily Republican. They reside in primarily Republican districts and they voted for Republican. Most of them voted for people who, for Republicans in Congress. And so as long as people in Congress don't feel like there is a downside to either staying quiet or supporting Trump, then there's going to be a lot of silence from the from the, from uh, Republicans in Congress, and they control Congress right now. So that's kind of a problem. When people make their voices heard, and believe it or not, the weirdest it's on, to me it's weird, but you would think that in the era of social media and even just email, that like there would be lots of ways where you could just get like you know you could email your representative, and that would kind of matter and everything else, but. Do you know what matters the most? Calling. Calling. That's what actually matters the most. Calling your representative, calling your senator, and letting them know, listen, maybe you're listening to this and you're a Trump fan. If you are, I have a lot of questions for you right now, but maybe you, maybe you, maybe you're listening to this episode and you want to call your senator to say, continue to back Trump, I support him. Or maybe you want to call your senator representative and say, the quote unquote Muslim ban is not acceptable or, you know, uh, don't confirm Jeff Sessions for attorney general or, you know, don't confirm the secretary of education, like whatever your issue is, call your representative. There's actually a website that someone put together that gives you, you, it gives you a bunch of issues that are out right now. You can choose which one's important to you. It gives you phone numbers for your representative. It gives you scripts. So you know what to say, but call. Because what they do is all of these people who work in Congress, every single one of them, they have staff members whose job it is to take in calls and they make a tally. I'm not even joking. 
It's literally like, well, we got 300 calls today and 290 of them were against Trump. So we got to really think about it. Like, this is actually how this works. Tweeting at your representative doesn't matter. Emailing them doesn't matter. If they, if they do an event in the public, you can show up there, but you don't have to do that. You can literally go to this website, which is five calls as in the number five, five calls.org. I'm plugging them because I think this is a really great idea. What the, no matter which side of the political spectrum you fall on, making your representatives feel like they have, that they are beholden to public opinion. To me, that's like, that's a, that's a huge important step because if we get to, if you are like myself and, and Armand, and if you are troubled and concerned by what you're seeing out of the first 10 days of the Trump administration, making it so that his base of support in Congress, make it so that they feel like they're on shaky ground, like maybe they need to reconsider, will have huge effects. So if you're wondering something you can do that doesn't involve going to a protest because people have life, like people got stuff going on. The site's called Five Calls because these calls are really quick. They say spend five minutes and you can make five calls in five minutes. It's really fast. It's really easy. So I'm plugging them again, fivecalls.org. If if you're looking for something to do where you can try to make an, an influence in a way that I would have never expected until this whole process started, that's what I would say. All right. I think that should be, I think that might be side A right there. There you go. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to side A this week's Clock Radio Speakers. I promise side B, we're actually going to talk music. So if you made your way through that and you were like, can these guys just talk about Big Sean and Migos and you know Drake's new record that that came out and what what is Lupe doing and all that? We're talking about that on side B. So we also ask what is Lupe doing on quite a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.